0: All right, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of this Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, but the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us are not just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, folks, this is somebody that um, is just so naturally fitted for this podcast. This person is the founder of Humantic AI. He also co-founded a, a company called Froll AI. He's just obsessed about making software intelligent and humane. And he'll talk to us a little bit about what this technology is, is based for. This technology helps us all really connect with each other's on a human level, and um, really understand the personalities of people in a much deeper way, even before meeting someone. So I'm so pleased uh, to invite none other than Amar Pete Calcat to the podcast. Welcome, Amar Pete. Well, thank
1: you, Alex. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I think uh, the topic that you focus on is near
0: and dear to my heart, so very excited about this conversation and uh, what we got coming up. All right. Well, you know, at the top, I'm so, you know, just, I think you'll you'll really take this question in a, in a great many areas. And this is really the, you know, kind of center of your company. So when I, I ask everyone this, when I tell you, uh, you the term that you, you know, we should all, you know, sell by being human, what does that mean to you when you hear that term?
1: When I think about, you know, selling, uh, being human, I think, uh, you know, there are two parts to it. One part is, you know, we, uh, we got to stay true, you know, we got to not try making things up uh, just because it'll help us sell. So, you know, so essentially, let's just say one part of it is just being ourselves. The second part of it is because we're selling, right? When we're selling, essentially, we're trying to solve someone's problem. So I think it's equally important, if not more, to understand those people, understand how they think, What matters to them? What is their problem? What is the right solution? It's a little hard to realize, but uh, often enough, without realizing, sometimes we ourselves become the bottleneck right for others. So, but if we can put others up front and center, I think that's a great starting point without losing, of course, you know, our own originality, what we are about, what we believe in, uh, what we can do and what we cannot do. So I think combining these both, to me, that's what it means to be to be selling humanly, to be selling uh, authentically.
0: Yeah, you know, I I liked what you said when you say you know you you can't lose some of yourself, but you have to be considerate of the other individual. And I think a lot of times people sometimes confuse you know trying to fit into what someone we think their persona is. There's a lot of talk in the last few years. Um, there's a lot of people that listen to this that may not know the term persona, but you know maybe we make a lot of assumptions. We all do. It's just natural. We look at someone, their title, who they are, and we assume, okay, CEO, we have to act a certain way to. You know, lower level person, we act a certain way to, and we just we make a lot of assumptions based on that. But with no data or intelligence or anything, we're just what we've been taught the you know, the the picture of a CEO or the image in our mind of what a person is is and so we kind of almost you know twist ourselves into pretzels to kind of be something to them without you know kind of also balancing it in with ourselves. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how you view that kind of question yourself, that balance because I think people s- certainly struggle with it. They probably come to you and say, you know, should I certain use certain words, should I not? And other people just do it naturally. So how do you kind of view that that question um, and that balance of, you know, bringing out the right part of yourself while also be being considerate about the other person?
1: So uh, my friend Colin, you know, who, who works with us as the chief evangelist, you know, he says this thing, which, which I really love. So he says, sell to the person, not to the persona. So I think too, for too long in the sales world specifically, uh, we've just been taught the concept of persona, you know, it's so ingrained into us all the time what's my icp what's their problem we we just tend to standardize everything you know we just tend to standardize everything uh just today morning in fact i put out a you know a linkedin post out there where i was kind of taking a shot you know about how essentially uh when we start treating everyone you know with a one-size-fits-all approach it's essentially like turning everything into an assembly line and that's that's not That's not a human, you know, way. So fundamentally, I think it's very important to remember that uh, it's people, you know, whether it's one person on the other side, you know, whether it's multiple people, but it's really people. Uh, I think the persona lens, you know, the persona sort of cloak, uh, we need to look beyond that. Otherwise, we will never be able to treat people the same way. Not all CEOs are the same. Not all VP sales are the same. You know, not all CFOs are the same not every cfo is analytical and you know someone you know who'll just look at things through the data lens for example right and uh, not every hr leader for example is going to be considerate so you know we we end up stereotyping things so i think the most important thing is let's just learn more about people on the other side of the table uh, what we do which is personality and behavior uh, that's one aspect of it uh, so it's an important aspect because our personality really defines the lens through which we see the world. Um, you know, some people think, you know, it's the half glass, half full, glass, half empty thing. But it's, it's you know, that's that one aspect. I mean, then, of course, you know, who that person is, you know, what's their lifestyle, what's their background, you know, um, everything about them, you know, where do they work, what's their background, you know, what are, all of those things matter. I think our focus should be to really trying to know people and not just leave it at a persona level, which is like the equivalent of a stereo, you know, equivalent of stereotyping in the real world. I mean, it's, we all know uh, how how good a thing stereotyping is and what kind of results that leads to. So if we keep looking at everything through the persona world, we're essentially doing the same thing in the professional world that we we know in the personal world is
0: not, not really a good way to do things. Yeah. That's it's so interesting because I think we all stereotype people. It's just something like we 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 say we, you know, we it's it's negative and we 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 want to get away from that, but like, you know, just like our personalities maybe just automatically do it. We see someone dressed a certain way, we s- see someone act a certain way and we just make so many snap judgments. So, before I get to Um, you know, your company, what it does, how it helps salespeople, because I also want to help people that aren't, you know, in sales with this podcast and, you know, why this all matters. So can you tell me kind of maybe, you know, early on before you had the idea to this company, um, you know, kind of where you saw maybe some of this coming up in your own life and why you noticed that this was something so important that really matters, trying to understand people really, really well. Why? Why? How did you first come to realize that this m- mattered?
1: Yeah, so Alex, uh, I think my, my story here gets a little interesting. So where I started was a slightly different point. Um, you know, it, it wasn't exactly here. So I think the belief that I've held for a very long time, uh, my belief is essentially anchored around technology. I, I believe uh, technology, uh, you could almost say is the best thing that's happened to us. Yeah, I think if technology is used well, uh, it is it is the fastest way to make things better. So, and especially when it comes to technology, I think uh, for longer than I can remember, um, I have always believed that AI has a very, very central role to play in how our lives will evolve. So for me, that was the starting point, you know. So uh, as you mentioned about my LinkedIn profile and says, talks about, you know, uh, making making software intelligent and humane. So so that intelligent thing was always big in my mind. So for too long, I've been speaking about how intelligent technology, you know, so if, if we, technology is the biggest lever sort of, you know, we have in our hands to make things better, go in the right direction. And if that technology becomes intelligent, uh, that that to me is the fastest way to accelerate, you know, progress. So that was that was the thought process. As part of my last startup, you know, you mentioned Frole AI. Um, we started building something, you know, that we used to call like the Google of social web. So where we were trying to understand, uh, we we had two pillars. We used to call that topic intelligence and you know people intelligence. Uh, I, I come from from an engineering world. So as you can probably see here, right, we uh, we sort of see the world through uh, structured uh, yeah you know mechanisms. You know this is. Intelligence about topics, this is intelligence about people. Mm-hmm. But as we dive deeper into those, uh, you know the people intelligence thing really started standing out to me. Uh, you know we started doing some work there which, which was centered around behavior prediction, et etc. And um, I think one thing that entrepreneurship teaches you, uh, which I have learned over time is really it's not about what we are building, but it's about you know what it does for our users. Uh, you know what problems it solves and what it really brings to their life. So I think that's where it's been. It's been six, seven years now. How the concept of you know that second part of you know that sentence, make software intelligent and human, you know, came in because we saw what essentially intelligence leads to is from a people aspect. You know, it really brings in more humanization to those interactions so when we know people better if i come into this conversation knowing who's alex what matters to alex uh, how does alex think and uh, you know a lot lot more about you fundamentally we will have a richer conversation and if you know the same about me you know we will end up having a more productive conversation so compared to me not knowing you and then in that case because i'm just going to be myself right and i you know maybe i'm you know i'm i am someone that uh, you like and maybe I'm someone that you don't like, right? It's uh, like I said, that's one part of the equation, but the other part is if I know you, so that leads to richer interactions, better interactions. Uh, if I extrapolate that, I mean, um, you know, take, take that to almost even larger construct, you know, uh, let us say you've got the political leaders of two countries that don't see eye to eye meeting, but now if I know how the other person thinks and you know, the other person knows how I think, it will lead to a much better interaction than me just going out there and you know doing my thing and that person doing their thing. That's that's not uh, that's not going to take us you know to a good place at all. So so that's that's how it came together, I think in part part of my journey. Um, intelligence and software and technology was very, very close to my heart. And over time, as I started seeing uh, that it is actually the application of that that is more important. Uh, that's where the concept of uh, you know people intelligence as we called it, or the concept of you know helping people to know each other better that that became core to what our mission is today uh, at Humantik AI
0: mm. you know i' I've, I've I've thought just when I first heard the concept, right just on a simple level, you know AI using data points from across the web about people to help you know just provide behavior personality assessments give people a little just much more data to go off of when they're going and and meeting people for the first time and and just to understand someone's personality or understand someone's behavior understand who someone is even before meeting them for the first time i thought to myself well isn't that something you know emotionally intelligent people and i would like to you know categorize myself as somebody that's just had a feel for people like my, my whole life. Like, I don't know if it was like my parents or just, you know, I don't know, but like, you know, I was someone that was always curious about, I I just want to know who someone is and what motivates them and why they do what they do. And I'm, I'm just, you know, years ago, you can, we can all probably think in our minds, people that are just, you know, great at this without needing software, right. Or needing technology to, to, to help out with this. So I'm curious, you know, why you know kind of in your mind something like this is 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 needed where for years maybe people you know are doing this on their own you know what what is the the difference of where technology can help fill gaps that maybe the that you know kind of our our you know just intuition may fall short in i don't know if you've like pondered that at all but i'm just kind of curious cuz some people i'm sure are skeptical about saying can AI really tell me you know who someone is what do you say kind of to that and where what gaps are you looking to fill
1: so i think there's there's a couple of questions mixed up here so let me let me break them down you know one is uh, of course about uh, you know intuition and how well we can understand people second is about the role of AI in general so i'll i'll give you slightly it's a slightly provocative answer you could say have you alex have you heard of something called dunning kruger effect
0: I have, remind our uh, audience, because I've heard of the term and I need to bring it back up, but yes, I've heard of the term.
1: So Dunning-Kruger effect is essentially what it implies is that people's perception of their abilities and their capabilities tends to be much higher than what it actually is. And it it is, you know, it it is a real thing, right? It is, uh, hence, uh, you know, it is a named uh, effect. So if you were to go and ask, say, 10 people out there saying, hey, how good do you think you are at emotionally judging people and, you know, having just intuition about what they are like, good, bad, and all of that, you'll be surprised at what you will hear versus what the real, you know, reality is. So so all of us tend to think, a vast majority of us actually tend to think that we are very good at reading people. Just, just the way, for example, like I remember when I was a kid and, uh, you know, you know, at school, I think uh, I was, um, I think there was some, you know, naming house prefect or something going on and it really beat me, you know, how they did not make me the house prefect, right? I mean, why someone else, you know, became a house prefect? So we, we always tend to have, you know, uh, uh, much higher, I would say, measurement of ourselves than on the average we tend to be. And that's where technology comes in. And now, you know, going into AI again and data again, I think often enough, again, it's just about the lens. You know, we tend to look at, as soon as we hear data, as soon as we hear AI, I I think we just imagine like, kind of like, you know, machines and mechanization and, you know, the artificial kind of stuff, right? That's not true, right? Which is not true because fundamentally, it is about the use that you put data to technology to ai uh, ai to uh, just you know you take nuclear energy you can make bombs out of it or you could you know give electricity to the whole world out of it it's, so technology is really about how you use it and for us that's been that's been a part of what we are doing um, that's that's not central but you know we think that is an important aspect uh, where we believe we can put AI to actually an you know a use that people don't expect. So people expect that if there's AI, then we are basically dehumanizing people, and we are just making everything mechanized. It's not true. What we are showing here is we can actually use data. We can use AI to actually connect people and bring them together, uh, rather than you know driving them apart. So it's uh, so it's it's a notion that we all hold, you know, what what AI is about and what it's not about. And again, nothing is perfect, you know, of course, you know, for technologies especially holds true. Uh, But the important uh, important thing here is uh, it is what we do. It is what we make of technology. You know, technology by itself is not going to make things artificial or mechanical.
0: Well, you know, so what about, you know, the intuition that someone has? Like, you know, some things... Maybe you can't teach people. Do have like an intuition about people, and you know, obviously AI is making judgments on data points, and it and again, it's AI isn't perfect. It, it has flaws as well. You know, same as 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 people. Um, you know, you can make an argument for, it, you know, how accurate it can be versus like what someone's uh, can do themselves. So, I know we were talking before the um, before we clicked record a little bit about you know kind of you know, how we are, like how how some people like, you know, kind of, um, you know, just how, how they change themselves in certain situations for different relationships in their lives. And some of that is maybe, you know, kind of balancing who they are versus maybe like their intuition of, of, of how they should be. So what do you think, you know, for, I guess, what do you think like really the goal of, of intuition, you know, should be when you're thinking of, you know, how you, should, you know, ha- how you should adjust your approach to certain people, what should that goal really be? Because sometimes I feel like people may confuse it. We, you know, they they fit themselves into what they think people need to see versus, you know, trying to also balance, you know, a, giving their personalities out as well.
1: So one of my teammates, you know, he he shared this really interesting uh, article with me, uh, you know, a few few months ago. And that article uh, Alex was about about chess and the evolution of chess. So uh, but cutting it short, you know what I'll give you is so there was a point, you know 50 odd years ago, uh, when people thought you know chess chess could never ever be computerized. Uh, you know these were early days of computers, you know so it was just required too much complexity, too much brain. Uh, to a point, if you recall, you know you'll probably remember IBM's Deep Blue. I think late '90s it became uh, super popular because it beat like a world, uh, you know, uh, champion grandmaster and whatnot. Uh, but what what really happened, I think, around 2013-14 was is, is probably what's most interesting here. So uh, I, I don't remember you know the full details, but I think it was it was two brothers uh, who were far from chess you know grandmasters and they were you know good chess players and they were you know really passionate about chess but they actually went on to to beat not not just you know some of um, you know the grandmasters out there but also you know a lot of the computers out there so fundamentally the approach that they used was you know human intelligence combined you know with computer intelligence with artificial intelligence if you will so that, that is really the answer you know, to your question. Uh, intuition is powerful, uh, but intuition's also not fully dependable. So is data-backed analysis the antidote to solution? Is that like the you know, uh, replacement of, uh, sorry, intuition? Um, no, the answer is no. But the best people will combine both. So that's that's what it comes to. You know, we spoke about assistive AI earlier. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in assistive AI, not not you know uh, you know AI that replaces humans. So I think a lot of AI can be used to essentially help humans be better, more powerful, you know, more uh, uh, you know empathetic uh, and whatnot. So that that is my belief. That intuition, if you combine with sound judgment. Uh, which is you know often enough data it doesn't have to be ai or computers always uh, those are the best kind of decisions people who can combine both they are the ones who are going to make the most sound decisions not the people with the best intuition and not the people with zero
0: intuition mm, i like that you know because I, I yeah i think people don't think of it that way they think maybe if you look at it through ones and zeros you look at you know kind of like a data about a person and that's you know, losing some of your humanity. And then people on the other side will say, well, you know, if you don't use data, then you're, you know, if you, you have to use data because data is, is the only, you know, um, sure proof way because it, 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 it succeeds where, you know, humans, uh, you know, can't go as far as, but it's a mix of both. So, you know, all right. So if I'm hearing this for the first time, I'm not necessarily in sales or even in technology, and. I'm not super technical. You know, like you said, I hear the word AI and I think Terminators. I think, um, you know, <laughs> happens, yeah. I just met the, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a learning conference and met, the, it, it kind of freaked me out actually, but a, a, a humanoid robot, um, yeah. one of the first, um, you know, that they've ever made. I forget her name off the, the top of my head, but this, you know, robot had facial features.
1: Sof- Sophie. Sophie.
0: I met her. Yeah. I got a picture with her. I met yeah. Sophie and, um, she's a, a star. She's been on, you know, um, Jay Lena, like, you know, um, uh, Jimmy Fallon show. And she's been on uh, UN, she spoke at the UN and, and this, you know, she is a complete, you know, AI generated person, you know, like, you know, you're, you're looking at this person, um, making, you know, answering questions, um, and giving facial recognition and answers. And it, it, I was like, "How will this be used?" Like, I was just—I think one of the most important things she said was, "To your point, it's not that, um, you know, robots are going to take over or something like that. It's really the use. It's, you know, it's." Um, she said a quote about how, um, you know, it's a, it's more of an ethical decision: what what humans will use this technology for, which is which is, you know, exciting but can also be scary. But. You know, so for the person who doesn't know much about how AI is really helping people make better um, assessments on us, how does this, you know, how how do you tell kind of a lay person how this works? You know, how does how does, you know, your company tell us a little bit about your company and how this technology actually works to help us make, you know, smarter um, determinations of of who we are?
1: Yeah, so I think the most important thing uh you know, is really to reiterate what we have said earlier. Uh, you know, you start with, you start with the end result, right? What What are we going to do? What use are we going to put this technology to? So, uh, so, so Sophia and us, I think, Humantic. We were actually, I think, uh, some time ago, we were featured, uh, you know, together in one show. Uh, I think it was a Wall Street Journal thing about, you know, technologies that they said will reshape how the world works or something, something. So, so, so well familiar. So I think the why the why is always very important or you know exactly what are we going to uh, try accomplishing uh, with what we are building so we and you know we start working backwards from that like in our case so we say that uh, you know humantic ai our our mission is to humanize interactions our mission we like to say is to humanize the internet because we think and you you know you're right there we think by default the internet that we're building the technologies that we are building they're going to keep making us transactional. They will keep driving people away. You know, they will not really bring people together. I mean, there's already, if you again, take a look at some of the data and we don't even have to see the data. You know, chances of, you know, shooting crap before a, you know, conversation on a Zoom call are much lower than in person, right? In person, you meet up, you know, you're talking little this, little that. You come into a room, you go out of a room, you know, maybe you meet up for dinner, whatever that is. Right, uh, so we keep becoming very transactional, and uh, that essentially changes, you know, our social fabric, and that's that's where we are headed. But you know, our point of view there is, as I said, you know, we think we can uh, humanize uh, the internet if we succeed. Uh, we call selling chapter one of our book, you know, so because salespeople fundamentally are in the in a very transactional business, right? Uh, you know. Uh, Whatever we might say, for 90% of the people, salespeople, selling is about, you know, being able to sell what they have to sell and hitting their numbers and their quotas. Uh, 10% might actually have a more, you know, slightly, um, you could say more human view where they might say, no, I'm here to solve my customers' problems really and genuinely. And if I can't solve then I'm not going to try selling them something. So that's why it became a starting point for us. But for, beyond that, uh, our belief is that... Um, um, you know, tomorrow, how about dating, for example? you know, you you're gonna be meeting someone that you probably haven't really met. you just met them online, you saw some pictures, maybe a little bit of their interest. Uh, a lot of it goes down to, you know, who's the other person? What do they care about? What are they like? So what if we could provide some kind of an indication to a person before a meeting saying this is the kind of a person that you will be meeting. And maybe there's a compatibility or maybe there's no compatibility, right? I uh, All of us, Some of us have stronger personalities than others. Uh, You know, like I I have very little patience uh, for certain kind of people. Uh, You know, I I probably won't even want them as customers because uh, they, to me, they're just not the right kind of people. Uh, Someone like you might might have a slightly wider lens here. You know, where you're more accepting of people. Uh, Again, all, all of us are different. So that's that's what we are all about, and how. So that's the starting point, really. What are we here for? How we do that? You know, in terms of technology. So, like right now, a lot of um, our technology, the data comes uh, essentially from someone's LinkedIn profile because uh, we focus on B2B selling and B2B sellers typically tend to be on LinkedIn. So, whatever is there on your LinkedIn profile, our AI can take that as an input. It can infer almost like 160 plus signals from that profile. And these are, again, not very different signals and the kind of signals that a human would infer. It goes back to the assistive AI kind of a thing. So, for example, if I don't have Humantic AI, right? For example, you know, on a mobile phone, you don't have Humantic AI. So if I'm, on a, uh, I'm in the cab and I have to get on a call, I'm taking a look at someone's LinkedIn profile, right? It's very natural. It's almost disrespectful to not do that, uh, you know, before you walk into a meeting, uh, get to know them a little bit. So I'll be trying to see, you know, I'll be trying to see the kind of words that they use. And sometimes I see people, you know, who are always like, hey, that's great. You know, they're very supportive. You know, sometimes I see people, you know, they'll be like, you know, a lot of exclamation marks and whatnot. Uh, Sometimes you see people who give a lot of endorsements to others. And sometimes you see people who never ever endorse, you know, anyone else. So all of these things that a human mind can process one or two at a time, the AI can process, you know, uh, hundreds or thousands or even millions at a time so those kind of signals you know they feed into the ai engine uh, a lot of them like i said you know hundreds of them come together and from that we are able to start inferring what someone is like from the language that they use what they say what they don't say their activity patterns etc so we call this concept uh, you know uh, data recycling so it's a little bit it's a little bit like you know uh, recycling you know in the real real world uh, you know, all of us over years now, uh, we need enough of a data trail, right? I mean, we're putting the data out there. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's our, you could say, you know, what uh, smoke is, you know, from a diesel engine or a gas engine. You know, the, our, our data trail is sort of the waste from our activities that we do on internet. So we, we call it data recycling where we're taking that data, right? Not Not trying to generate more data. And then use that to learn something about people and then help others essentially come back and have a much more meaningful interaction, as I said, you know, whether it's selling today, uh, whether it's dating tomorrow, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, customer care, you know, day after tomorrow, whether it's, uh, I often give this example. So you have an Alexa or something like that at home?
0: I don't have one, but I, I do have a Sono speaker that we can okay. sometimes use. But I haven't yeah. used it. My yeah. my wife yeah. is afraid to to speak into it. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So I I often give people that example that today if you speak to an Alexa or that you know Sono speaker, uh, do they do they treat you differently from your parents or differently from your kids? The answer is no, because. They have no concept of the person, right? I mean, there's there's no person. There's no Alex. There's no Amarpreet, There's no John. There's no Jane. But that's not how humans are. We are not like that. You know, the way uh, I talk to my parents, for example, is very different than the way I talk to my friends, which is very different than the way I talk to my colleagues, which is definitely different than the way I talk to, you know, uh, my daughter or my wife, for example. So what if tomorrow there was that concept where Alexa knew hey i'm talking to alex and you know this is the kind of a person alex is this is what matters to alex this is how alex likes to communicate versus i'm talking to you know alex kid or alex you know spouse or partner or i mean anyone at all so that's that's how we see the world that if we can Uh, You know, the important thing is the use that that you put it to. But if we can reuse a lot of this data, that's just, I mean, right now we are producing so much data. You know, this video is data. This audio is data, right? What if you could learn something, you know, from it about Amalpreet or Alex uh, and then, then leverage it for good? You know, that's the most important thing to keep in mind. Leverage it
0: for good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I feel like there's so many uses to this because, you know, yeah, in the past, I mean, anybody in business, I mean, this isn't just for salespeople. I feel like anybody in business, like before you meet somebody, you do some research. You're like, you know, who who is, you know, this person I'm, I'm about to meet, RMRP? You know, you Google them, you know, did they write anything? Have they been on podcasts? Are they, you know, do they have any content? Like, how can I learn about the person? Because, you know, when people feel like, you know, you're you're caring about them, then, you know, they, they feel like, you know, they're, they're, they're the only one in the room, you know, like you're making them feel like they're not just another time schedule on your calendar. They're, you're treating them as, as a true person and, and, and you are, you know, they feel something different. You know, I feel like when you're more of a robot, if you go in there with like scripted questions or, or maybe like, um, you know, just a very, button maybe if you're just trying to be professional for the sake of being professional whatever that term you know people confuse i i think that term we talked about you know before this podcast some people kind of confuse being overly buttoned up and formal versus professional but you know i i think yes there's so much data that exists on us even the, the 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 sparsest of linkedin profiles i'm sure that you've you've made some inferences or or you've you've at least gotten some type of data point to again it's just a data point it's not it's not saying this is exactly who you're going to be talking to do exactly these things it's giving you suggestions certainly and that's all it can do right that's all ai can do is give you data points suggestions and and insights that that exist they're using technology to do tell me a little bit about like some of the like Uses or successes, like you've been doing this. I don't know, you know, going, you know, on um, almost a year now. Talk to me about like how people are using this. How are reps using this? What are some, you know, kind of anecdotal successes that you are hearing from people, you know, as they're using your tool and um, just using it in their day to day.
1: Okay, so let me uh, let me start with a couple of data points. Uh, I think, you know, our objective, you know, points. So, uh, if you if you go and take a look, Alex, at our our G two, you know, for example, so we are you know in the sales kind of uh, AI category, uh, we are one of the top ten products now out of one hundred and fifty seven products in that category, and that's happened in the last eight nine months. I mean, we've we've really you know uh, picked up steam in the you know since around I would say March or April this year. So. Our customer rating is 4.9 on a scale of 10. Uh, and again, if you just deep dive a little bit, you know our, you know, you'll see everything from our ease of use rating to, uh, you know, uh, future direction to the value and everything. It's, it's like right, right up there, right. Uh, you know, we, uh, there's only nine products that are rated better on satisfaction by users than than what Humantic AI is. So that's uh, you know just a you know just a quick starting point, but what, what kind of uses? What kind of you know success stories? See, first let me talk about use, and I, I think I'll take some very very easy examples just to um, and make it clear to someone listening to it and wondering how I can put it to use. See, I could be let us say I'm walking into a conversation you know where someone whose humanity predicts that their personality is very what we say you know C type, very cautious, very analytical. Now, often into a conversation like that, I would go and take a very concern-addressing, question-addressing kind of an approach. I'll ask, you know, multiple times, hey, I'm sure you will have, you know, some questions here, you know, that you have some concerns. Can I help you with those? You know, would it be better, uh, you know, if we were ran through those? Uh, What is top-of-mind doubt for you right now? That's one. Now, or humantics says, hey, you're walking into someone you know, who's very what we call, an, you know, very highly I or DI kind of personality, uh, who's, you know, who's, it's always, uh, you know, at very high levels of energy, you know, kind of very visual, you know, they they have these end states, try in mind, how they want the world to be. And, uh, you know, again, a very informal and fast moving kind of an approach. Now, that, that'll that be a pretty bad approach. You know, it's, it's not the best use of, you know, their time or my time, because, they're not really you know it's not doubts in their mind they're trying to imagine like a future state so there i will you know probably go in and i'll say you know it'll be again i mean i i am just i am right i am trying to help them see the world you know the way that they they like to see it i might go and say hey look alex we are going to kick ass together you know we are going to make sure that in six months the results from your team right i mean I could be using a lot of my hand gestures, etc. I, I'm trying to help. See, I genuinely believe, and you know, we'll, we'll come to some of the examples. I genuinely believe at this point, and I've seen the data of how humanity can help people. But to me, it's perfectly fine. It, if it more than anything, it's almost a duty to help people understand the way that they understand. Someone cares about results. Let's talk results. Someone you know cares about you know doubts and. You know, questions and have criticism. Let's do it that way. Someone likes to move slow. Why? Why rush them? I have a deal, and we're talking sales right now, going on right now. It's been pushed out four times, and every time, you know, I'm not trying to find excuses. I'm like, hey, look, let's move at your pace. You know, when it becomes a priority, we will, you know, solve this problem. If it's not a priority, no worries. You know, why? why should we rushing? I mean, you know, there are salespeople who are very aggressive. They just come and rush everyone. Why should you rush everyone? you should rush someone you know who has the ability to move fast you know you're not you're not doing anyone a favor you know least of them least of it them if you're trying to rush someone who never really moves fast so so that's a little bit in terms of how to use it like i said a very very basic basic example it's not just about writing emails it's really about uh, how we structure our whole approach in terms of the kind of results you know that we've seen you know and some of them if you go to you know we have a fairly active youtube channel you'll see a whole bunch of customer videos uh, you know uh, where customers are coming and sharing their their stories you know we've we've seen customers saying i had a deal that was stuck for two months and uh, you know that there's this one is actually there you know so uh, from the cro of a you know 100 plus uh, you know startup based out of la and he says i my i thought the person i was selling to you know was a very big picture kind of a person. And the fact is, you know, the CRO himself, you know, he's kind of a big picture kind of a person. So he sort of saw it through the lens, you know, through which he sees the world probably. And he said, my deal was just stuck. And then I looked up that human person's humantic profile and it said, you know, they are actually, uh, you know, very, very methodical. You know, they, they tend to be very cost conscious and they have a very, you could say, um, uh, you know, uh, they have a way of looking at Things to a fairly fine lens, so and it's you know offered a few suggestions and uh, you know you you have uh, I think Javan you know on video talking about how literally in one week after that you know uh, he closed that deal out, so so that's you know that's something that you'll you'll find on our website. Some of the more more interesting you know ones like I said you know I, I think one you'll find on our G two page uh, where someone talks about how. Uh, you know she tends to overthink everything and uh, uh, you know she'll often get stuck even at the smallest of things if I'm writing an email should I start with hi Alex hey Alex Alex hello Alex I mean how how should I really start and uh, so she talks about how it helps her kind of uh, you know break through you know that that barrier where she doesn't overthink because like I said, the AI is acting like an assistant, you know, it's like having an assistant sitting next to you who's kind of saying, Hey, this is okay. Go ahead and do this thing. You know, this is going to be fine. You can still override it. Yeah. It, it's your choice. Right. So, so we've seen, uh, you know, uh, something, something like that happen. And, uh, then again, a lot of our, the work that we do, you know, is with BDR teams. And a lot of it really goes down to, you know, how can you uh, personalize that message, you know, where someone comes back and says, um, I'll give you my own example. I mean, I got an email a couple of weeks ago where someone said, you know, hey, I know that this, this, this happened and that thing is bloody crap. And now, um, you know, for me, those words are actually not bad words for my kind of a person, for Amarpreet. They almost, and, and I think we've heard, there's some data that shows that if you use swear words, you know, that tends to inspire more trust. But I'll, I'll tell you this, not with everyone. So there's a certain kind of personality where you use fear words, um, you know. It actually does build more trust because you tend to think, okay, this person is real, you know. And and there are people where you use peer words, and they, you know, they're gonna say like, oh, this this person, you know, uh, he's too loud, you know, or he's uh, you know too full of uh, himself, uh, something, something, something. So so those are like two three examples. But we have quite a bit on our on our G two as well as you know, uh, YouTube channel. Actually, a lot of customers come and talk about. I mean, we have a customer, actually, I mean, one of my favorite stories, and uh, this is from a little while ago, uh, where she literally says that uh, this is during, you know, uh, like before we had even officially launched, you know, um, uh, which was last year, but we had kind of, you know, before the official formal thing, uh, we'd launched during, during COVID. So this person, actually, she talks about, in as many words, she says, Humantic AI saved my business. So, you know, I want a deal worth X thousand dollars during COVID time. And I think uh, she, she's, she's a recruitment, you know, uh, professional. And to me personally, I mean, that's very valuable because during COVID, you know, recruiting was one of the hardest hit things. I think if if we have helped even one person save their business and, you know, put their life on a good track, uh, that itself is worthwhile. So a so lot, of, lot of such stories, Alex, that we really keep hearing. But this, this one is close to my heart.
0: I love what you were talking about there. I mean, you know, for me, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, I My, my wife uh, would always say uh, to me, um, you know, I don't trust anybody that doesn't swear, you know, but that's like her. But like, you know, you know, she could certainly like I, I don't think she swears with everyone. I think she, you know, just, just she uses intuition, her gut. I mean, she's just very good. She's some people call her a chameleon. You know, she can talk football with the guys and, you know, be, you know, just uh you know, just talking sports, but then she can also be very, you know, quote unquote, put together very, you know, very, very um, direct, very soft spoken, you know, in a boardroom or something like that, you know, so it's uh, she has, you know, her personality can kind of shifts, but she just does it so naturally, you know, where some people, you know, kind of maybe do it naturally, but some people may struggle, but it, it can't hurt to have, you know, data about someone to to make you maybe pause and think about like how you are. Towards people, because I always used to say, like, to your point, you know, we, we you know, the dunning Kruger effect, I think a, a great, you know, just practice that people should all go is find three or four friends and ask them a few questions like, what do you think my strengths are? What are things that I could improve or, you know, work on? you know, how do you feel when I'm in your presence or what are you, what do you get from me? What, what, qua- what, what are like qualities, like personality qualities? Do you think I do really well? And, you know, what are, what are some things about me that make me, me? Like, because sometimes that might be different than like what you think, like your strengths oh, yeah. are, or, yeah. or you know, how you come across to people. Cause we can only see ourselves through our lenses, right? Ask yeah. five
1: people, you know, about you and
0: you'll be surprised that you'll yeah, hear probably three different, different, words, different Three different into, three different
1: right. versions of right. what yeah.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't mean you're like fake, you know, it just means that like again, they 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 receive you in different ways yeah, based they, on who yeah, they, they is, are, their personalities this, and yeah, their experiences.
1: yeah. Exactly. They they see you through the lens that they have, you know, which is typically like I said, personality, that's why personality is central, because that's the you could almost say that's the lens through which we see the world. I have a friend, you know, he's doubtful about everything. And, uh, you know, and he, I'll say, hey, someone said, you know, this. And he'll say, how do you know? And I'm like, hey, man, I mean, often enough people don't lie. You know, I've seen only around 20% or so people lie, you know, unless there's a good reason. And he'll say, no, that's not true, right? I mean, so we, we, we all have a different lens, you know, which is shaped by, again, our life experiences and also, uh, you know, who we inherently are. So it's it's always helpful. It's always helpful to know. Ultimately, we we have to decide. It's our our call. You know, we we are the masters of our uh, actions at the end of the day. But it's uh, it's good to have help.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It is great to have help, and um, you know, what you've built is is such a, a a great help in in the market. So thank you. You know, as we kind of come towards the end, I'd I'd be curious to know. I, I ask people just. I feel like you you might understand this. I I, I feel like everyone has this just unique quality that make them them. And um, just, you know, it could be like, you know, interesting things that have happened to us. It could be like different quirks about us. It could just be like, you know, our, our personalities, our unique personalities. So the question is going to be about that. And I feel like this question could really help us really attune ourselves to to individuals too, because it's like, okay, well, you know, that's that's what that arm art be, likes to do or that that makes them them. So the question I, I ask all my guests at the end of uh, our conversations is this, and it's just a personal question about you. So if I asked your your wife and kids, your closest friends, you know, what is just something that Amarpreet does or maybe um, something that's happened to you that just could only and would only happen to you or that is just something that is so totally you what are some things? What is one thing that comes to mind that they might tell me uh, about you that is just so totally you, or that 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 would only happen to you?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think uh, together we'll answer you. You'll probably have to ask them. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> that's that's <yeah>. very true. <laughs> odds uh, odds are, I think, uh, and uh, you know, before before I answer your question, I'll, I think I'll leave a little bit of intrigue uh, there, Alex. So I would even say uh, I often tell people that it should not just be a thing we should actually actively build it you know it's very important to have a self-concept one is of course the concept that others have about you but we should also have a very strong self-concept because often enough that can act as an anchor during hard times you know in our life or when we have to make tough decisions you know who am I we you have to you know be able to think of yourself so i think in in my case uh, my self concept or likely what you will hear from my close friends uh, or wife or, or even uh, you know teammates is uh, you know uh, amarpreet does what amarpreet says so so oh, that's that's very central reliable. i mean yeah so if i say something it doesn't matter what the rules are what the law says you know if i say something it 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 will happen i will do you know so i don't say things and not do them. So that's a very, very, uh, I think that's quite likely what you'll hear, but that's uh, also a self-concept that I, uh, you know, uh, like to live with and it helps me anchor through a lot of things in life.
0: I'm glad that you say that. That's a very astute answer. Some people give us very, you know, um, fun, fun, you know, weird stories, (laughs) but that is so true um, because I feel like if you don't know, if you don't ask yourself those questions, you you aren't an intentional you you start yeah you you're, you 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 get you lose sight of your identity very quickly you know and um it, you know it's a question you know who are we i mean it, these are existential questions and you know that some people like, live their whole lives without you know answering it and it's something that you know really needs to be kind of focused on it, it's it's one of those things that you never fully answer but you 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 sure do you know get a good grounding and foundation of these are the things I care about. These are, this is what I value. This is, you know, fundamentally how I live my life and and what I, what are, what is important. most, important, yeah. to me, yeah. most important, important to me, most important to me as, as me to be me. Cause if not, then you're just kind of being what someone else, you know, you feel like someone else needs to see. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about grounding yourself in yourself but then also being very considerate about well, how others receive the person that you are or like to receive, you know, information, just who they are. How can you understand who people are unless you, you know, try to, you know, do the work to really understand them and and you know, AI and data and, uh, can only just assist, like you say, to to help in that aim. So thank you for, for 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 what you've built and and for putting this out in the world. How can people learn more about humantic AI and you know, connect with you and and um, uh, continue this conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, of course, our website, you know, Humantik AI is an easy resource. Although if you search on Google, sometimes it com- confuses it with something called Humanatic. And uh, so I, d- I hope it doesn't take you there. But easier thing is uh, I'm the only Amarpreet Kalkar in the world. So if you look up Amarpreet Kalkar, you'll definitely reach me, uh, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Uh, LinkedIn Twitter I'm not really on uh, most uh, too many social networks but yeah so um, you know I think LinkedIn is a great place Uh, you know I spend a lot of time there Uh, we in general spend a lot of time there we have a lot of our users you know who talk about uh, Humantic and what it does for them there Uh, our website uh, has some great resources we have a like I said fairly active YouTube channel Uh, so you you'll you'll find us uh, you know in the usual places so but our website our LinkedIn our YouTube I think they are uh, two or three primary uh, primary sources to learn more about humanity, AI, how it helps salespeople and how it helps people uh, in general, knowing uh, people on the other side of the table.
0: I love it. Well, I'm great to know you through this. I'm grateful that our guests have been able to know you through our conversation and get to know you even more through through all those different channels that you mentioned. So thank you so much, Amar uh, Preet, for, for coming on the podcast today and and talking with us
1: pleasure alex like i said this this topic is close to my heart and i, I love this conversation i think uh, you know we uh, dived into areas that we normally would not go in, into so thank you thank you once again uh, for having me on the show
0: hey gang all right wow you made it to the end i know your time is valuable so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me If you heard a quote you liked got a quick bit of value or you have an idea that can help convince others to join i urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review that helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others you can also always contact me directly tell me your thoughts i'd love to hear from you all my info is in the notes Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.